welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Football RPG Podcast. I'm your Commissioner Corey, also known as Bitner Steel, and I am once again joined by my guy Evan, or EP Low on Sleeper. How you doing, buddy? Doing all right, besides this little uh, twinge I got in my back right now, so I'm starting to feel older than my age, and I don't appreciate it. Yeah, man. It that I was just talking about this uh, early with you. That that back pain really starts kicking in around the around that 30 mark and then you get the neck pain and oh buddy it's no fun yeah yeah that's uh definitely something that i i miss being able to wake up like in the middle of a bush you know in my early 20s and just yeah. like slept an entire night there and just feel absolutely nothing when i wake up in the morning like yep i'm ready to go let's keep going i remember being able to literally jump out of bed especially when i was late for stuff like i i would jump out like get dressed real quick run out the door these days if i had to do that no i'm, I'm just setting like 20 alarms man because i'm not jumping out of bed that's that's not happening dude 100 like i am i am that guy that i feel like i'm at the age where like i will wake up like an hour and 15 minutes before work like before yep. i need to leave for work just so yeah, i can dude. be like, 15 minutes just to get my butt out of bed and then like, that's exactly where i'm at in the morning like actually make breakfast you know mm-hmm. pack lunch you know do all those responsible things i'm setting my alarm like uh i set it 30 minutes before i have to actually get out of bed so that i have time to like <laughs> wake up a bit stretch out before i get up and pull something man <laughs> uh. All right. Well, uh, like I was saying earlier, I, I got a touch of the COVID. Uh, nothing too bad. Uh, still able to jump on a call here with Evan and, and talk some football since it's been a couple weeks. Uh, definitely some some news notes have happened, but will be no surprise getting into the uh, what we're drinking segment that I'm going with a big, tall thermos of water. Just trying to be hydrated, get those fluids in, you know, trying to kick this thing before... Uh, it keeps me out of work or anything because that would really be a bummer yeah i uh i'm also on water this week with the glacier national park uh nalgene you know oh very nice eric and i went out to glacier um so i uh i broke my other nalgene because i uh Mm. dropped it out of my hands down the stairs at my apartment and happened to slide like right in the middle where there's nothing and just like go down like three flights and then hit a rail Oh, so it just completely, it just completely shattered. So that's moved brutal. I got like a big like thick like metal one. That's because I do drop it all the time, and all that happens is it just get dents in it, and it's still functional. See, the the dents used to frustrate me when they were on the bottom because then it doesn't mm. sit right and it just wobbles. Dude, <laughs> that's true. My OCD kicks in high gear on that. <laughs> I haven't uh, haven't gotten any of those bottom dents, but once I do, you might be right about that. I. I I have to have some stability with my water bottle or I'm just going to drop it more you know. But yeah, so I've had this vid for the last four days now, so I really haven't even been drinking alcohol. I've just been trying to stay away from it. Uh, so yeah, I mean, easy. That's easy peasy. Water, water. We can just kick things off. We do have a couple of notes uh, and news items to get into. So why don't we go ahead and uh, start that off with, uh, I mean, Baker going to the Panthers. Um, I don't think that, don't think it changes a whole lot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, do you want to get into this a little bit? I think that, you know, for me, Baker is definitely better than Sam Darnold, but I think he is kind of just a better Sam Darnold. Um, I don't know if he tremendously impacts any of the uh, 
any of the fantasy options here. Um, I don't know if I would necessarily like upgrade anyone. Yeah, no, I I would agree with that. I mean, maybe a slight tick up for you mm-hmm. know most of the most of the core players. Uh, obviously, a step down for Robbie Anderson if he decides to play and <laughs> stays there. Um, but yeah, I mean, the offense hopefully scores a little bit more often. Mm-hmm. Uh, just interception wise, I'm pretty sure Darnold turns the ball over significantly more than Baker. So. There's that, so maybe a couple more touchdowns out of the crew. Maybe DJ Moore finally actually breaks his touchdown curse that he has. Because mm. I think, what was it? DJ Moore hasn't had more than uh, four touchdowns in any one of his NFL seasons. Yeah, that sounds right. Four is the cap, so we'll see. Maybe it's the year with uh, good old Baker. But I, I think what it does is I think it pretty much puts, uh, puts a pin in any uh, Matt Corral talk. So yeah, yeah, yeah. burns him like toast. That is certainly true because you know they they have two uh, quarterbacks that, at the very least, they've proven to be able to win NFL games, even though it's not as often as (laughs) they would probably like. Um, With Matt Corral going in the third round, I mean, I just I don't see any immediate future where they give him any sort of shot. You know, both quarterbacks would have to get hurt. Basically, Um, I don't even think they put him in. Do you think they put them in if they, you know, go zero and eight and they're just they're just looking for any sort of answer? I I, I don't think so. Personally, I think they just keep rotating the two uh, top dogs here. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe if they start out zero and eight, then sure. I mean, give the kid a shot. But I mean, I don't know. The, the yeah. Panthers seem like they're trying to compete and they just can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. The healthiest one to see, though, would obviously go a, a long distance for him. So we'll see if it's it will be interesting. I mean, in terms of Baker, I mean, Baker has taken a team to the playoffs. Um, that that did happen. Um, he gets, you know, can you really say he got an improved backfield? I'm I'm a big Chubb stan. I, I think he, you know, having Chubb versus McCaffrey is probably like a wash for the most part. Like. Does he get better weapons? Uh, I mean, DJ Moore, I like a lot. Um, I like him more than Jarvis Landry. I liked him more than Odell there. So, like, you know, slight uptick there. Um, uh, is the defense better than the Browns? No. Um, is the O-line better than the Browns? I don't think so. Um, so, yeah, it's it's tough to say that he's going to, like, if he makes the playoffs, I think that'll be – surprising to a lot of people and probably the best they're going to be able to get is like a wild card playoff spot. Yeah. I, I mean, not expecting uh, a whole lot out of them. I was just trying to go back to uh, our good buddies the, on the poor man's podcast over there. I know we, we just looked at that division and I was trying to pull it up because Mike had him at four and thirteen. Andrew had him at five and twelve, and I had him at six and eleven for the year for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Do you, uh, you don't happen to know the over under right now in books? Do you? No, I, I bet it's somewhere around. I bet it's six. I bet it's, it's five, it's, five and a half. It's probably somewhere around there, five and a half or six yeah. and a half. No, that seems right. All right. Well, won't uh, won't continue on this. I don't. I don't think there's much to explore here. So we'll go ahead and. Uh, Swap over to a bit of Nikhil Harry news traded to the Bears for a seventh round pick. 
I believe <laughs> was the case. Um, so really just really just getting whatever they could uh, to get out of Harry, uh, the Patriots did. So, I mean, what is that anything for you? I mean, the Bears definitely need wide receiver help, but it, I don't know if this is it, man. If they couldn't see – if no other team could see given more than a seventh – for him that's that's pretty telling man yeah i uh i don't really care yeah next topic for me honestly cool all right yep uh i feel that way as well so we'll go ahead and go to uh some gronk news um doubling down i think because i think this is the second time he has said this that he is not going to play this year that is his stance that he will not play this year um i still don't know <laughs> if I'm being honest, I still don't know. Um that, you know, I think I think a lot of stuff could happen and I think the the chance of him coming back it's not zero. Um no matter what he says, he could come out and say I hate football never again. You know, Tom Brady is a is a bum. I'm never playing with that dude. He could say all that stuff and I'd still be like, yeah, well, let's see. Let's see. What do you think? Where are you at with Gronk? You dropping him?" No. I'm, I'm not dropping yeah. him. Yeah, yeah that's the right answer. He'll he'll sit on my bench, and it'll be what it is. And I mean, if someone wants to offer me something for Gronk, and maybe I'll entertain it. I'll probably just let him die on my roster, honestly. Mm. Like I, I think yeah. agreed that there is a non-zero percent chance that he will come back. So, with that in mind, I mean, if he does come back, you're looking at a guy who gets like a large portion of the red zone targets from Tom Brady, which means at the tight end position, that's as thin as it is. Uh, he can just fall into a touchdown and be a usable tight end that week. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that he, you know, he's not like a, he's nothing like a league winner, you know, but he's a guy that a lot of people are starting to drop now. And if you have a spot, um and you have you know not tremendous depth at tight ends uh, i don't see why not if, if you have that free spot there's not going to be a lot of um tight ends that if they do play are essentially guaranteed a, a top 10 you know chance at a top 10 finish every week like rock um so yeah i definitely i, I want to keep them if i can keep them I'm, I'm dropping other guys uh you know, I, I dropped like I think Hassan Haskins the other day, so I could keep Gronk. Um, I think that is fine. I didn't care too much about that. He was like a fourth or fifth round rookie for me. Um, I'd much rather have like a secure tight end in the case that Gronk does decide to come back. Um, and I, you know what, man, I think that there's going to be a little bit of like my personal theory is around you know September, November that range. He's gonna he started to get the itch. I think he's gonna start getting that itch. And he's going to want to come back and play football. You don't just shake that habit that easy, especially with a, a guy like Gronk, in my opinion. No, I, I think honestly, he just doesn't want to go through the offseason rigmarole and offseason mm. BS. Yeah. Like he'd show up on game day and play and then just go sit on sit on his butt the rest of the time. There, there's, you know, he has, um, he has uh, ambitions outside of football. Like, absolutely. He's come out and said, like, he wants to do like acting and more commercials and all that stuff. Like, if there's money to be made in other things that you want to do, um, 
while you know you would have to participate in like a, a mini camp or you know training camp or otherwise uh i think that's a, a very reasonable reason for why he doesn't want to uh come back right here right now so yeah we'll go ahead and this is <laughs> this is a good one that you added uh i'll just read it verbatim uh the news note item here that evan added is nick chubb is a man i don't know uh if all the listeners have seen these uh, videos of, I, I guess it was Nick Chubb at his, was it his former high school? Uh, yeah, his former high school. Yeah. Um, he's in the in the weight room at his former high school, just crushing weights. Just, uh, I, what was the squat? Was it six? Uh, he, he hit 610 for multiple reps. And it doesn't even sound right coming out of my mouth. Like I say six, oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, that can't be six. Like literally the bar is just bending. Yeah. Like, you have guys helping him on each side to like push the bar up just to get it off the rack. Nutty like, man. Yeah. And then he, he what, what was the power clean? It was like 410 or something like that. 410. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. So. Yeah, that's that's beating Saquon Barkley, who had the record for power cleans amongst running backs for a very long time. Yeah, now Nick Chubb to me is you know perennial like top six guy. Like I, I want him always. I just I want him on my team as much as I can get him. You know, he I think is taking like. A little bit of a drop, even like when I when I've seen him uh, go in in drafts recently, like you know, seen him go. What was it in this last draft I did? I think it was like a, it was like a middle second round, like latest second round, like two two eight, something like that. I was like, okay, yeah, I didn't get him. I was at two nine. I wanted him, but I uh, didn't get him. Um, but that late, man, like hell yeah, dude, give me give me all the chub. Um, I think he's going to have a great year, no matter what quarterback is playing for the Browns. He's he is studly. As he can said, that whole offense on his back. Based off of the ADP that I, I like to look at, um, which is a spreadsheet by Adico, um, Nick Chubb is going off as an ADP of forty-five. Damn. So yeah, that's late, man. Already, that's late. Thirteen. So that's I, late. Yep, going behind Travis Etienne, Derrick Henry, Saquon, Dalvin Cook. Going behind Etienne, man. Yeah, I know. I think that's a joke too. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is brutal. Would not do that. <laughs> I like Etienne. Would not do that. And then segueing to the Kyler contract. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Great for Kyler. But. <laughs> I guess I, I kind of want to talk less about the Kyler contract and what that sets up for Lamar. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. I think that, I think that guarantees Lamar at least a five-year, two hundred fifty million dollar contract. Yeah, I, I I put it right about there as well. So he, I also saw he got like, didn't he get like one million more than Watson or something like that? I, I find that really funny too. There was there was there was something super petty in there that uh, he was trained to, yeah. Totally, yeah. That's that's what I was picking up on too. Um, but yeah, as per Lamar, man, yeah, man, he two fifty five years. That that seems like what he is owed at this point. And man, I mean, 
Ravens just got to give it to them, right? I don't think they have a choice. Like, I guess they have a choice, but, like, do they have a choice? I mean, franchise tag him for less than $50 million a year? <sighs> that is brutal, man. Yeah, so I, I think that it, it's very probable that 255 years is coming real soon for him. If not, man, that is that is really brutal, in my opinion, to do uh to do Lamar like that. That guy has been the offense. He is unlike any other player. Um and yeah, yeah. I, I don't have much else to say other than he needs to get paid what he's owed. And and if the Ravens don't, then that is going to be shocking to me. I was going to say the the franchise tag this past off season for quarterbacks was twenty nine point seven million. Oh, do them like that. That's just oh, buddy. Yeah, yeah. We'll see be, how that goes. It'd be very interesting. Yeah. Alrighty, and then moving on to the last uh, the last <laughs> point that we can we can keep uh, keep the show rolling here. Uh, yeah. Leonard Fournette coming in at 260 pounds to camp. Um, Hot damn. Yeah. And and the kicker of all of it is he expects to lose it by the start of the regular season to get back down to his playing weight from last year, which is apparently right around 232. Do you think he has, like, aspirations to uh, compete as a tight end, maybe? And that's why he's packing on all the pounds? No. Go like a, Cal- a Calvin Benjamin route, something now? You don't think so? No. Peyton, maybe Peyton Hillis, you know, if he wants to go that <laughs> Okay. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You know, that's, yeah, that's crazy, man. I'm, I'm actually, I'm weirdly excited to see how that unfolds in terms of like, if he can lose that, that's going to be insane. I'm, I'm not buying into that. He, he's got to lose 30 pounds, right? Like 230 is like the max they probably want him at. Um, it, so I see, I see two different scenarios here too, where like actually three scenarios. So he either loses the weight, um, or most of it enough to be, you know, a competitive football player, a competitive running back on the field. Uh, he, he doesn't lose the weight and he loses his job because he's just slow chunker out there. Just not being able to like run a field or like evade anyone. Everyone's getting their hands all over his fat body or three, he comes in and plays at like 250, 260, and he melts face and he just runs through people like a bulldozer. And that's actually my low key. I prefer that option. I want to see that happen. I want to see Fat Lenny just bulldoze and run people down and don't be able to take him down. I think that would be the funniest scenario. Just just make him like uh, Jerome Bettis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bus, exactly. New bus, you know. Yep, they can't hold him down because he's he just has too much mass, and once he like gets to a certain speed, they just it's like a freight train, man. You know, the cynical side of me is like, what if this is a ploy to try and extend his career by just making himself a short yardage? Oh. Wow, yeah. Inside the 20 back only. Interesting. Yeah, he just does goal line now. Just falls into the end zone. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, rack up those TDs, man. That's what you want. (laughs) Hey, with with you know Tom Brady, like they're they're gonna get there. They're gonna get up to that goal line. Hell yeah, they are. 
Oh, yeah. And you know, with Tom, there's going to be third and ones, third and twos, third and threes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's about all the news. Um, I don't think any, I, you know, I tried to do a little bit of updating on that right before we got on. I don't think there was really anything else to talk about. Um, training camp is basically by this time next week, we'll be pretty darn deep into training camp. Uh, we have some rookies right now, I think at, at camp and maybe a few vets. I think the vets start in a couple days though, for the most part. Um, yeah, most of that's starting a bit. So we'll have some good, uh, we'll have some good news and uh, updates and stuff over the course of the next couple of weeks as things unfold there. Um, but until then, uh, we've basically decided to slot this show out to compile some cornerstone rankings. Um, we are going to go down our rankings uh, based on essentially the. 2021, 2022, and 2023, the upcoming class. Uh, and we're going to rank these guys together and basically just kind of give people an idea of, of how we're valuing these guys. Uh, um, I think it's really interesting, especially with the guys that haven't come out yet, um, to see how they sort of land against guys that are already established for the most part. Um, so... Unfortunately, Eric is not here with us. I would have loved to see his number one overall Justin Fields take. Um, but alas, we'll have to uh, catch back up with him at a later time to get those rankings from him. Um, well, and I, I was going to say, it's not even the fact that he's not here today. He didn't even take the time to fill out the rankings. That's true. Here, you know what? I'll just go ahead and I'll fill it out for him really fast uh number one justin fields and then we'll just leave it at that and and then mac jones wouldn't even make the list for him here how about this justin fields everyone else <laughs> so eric's got justin fields number one and at number two everyone else pretty good rankings eric glad you could uh contribute to this one uh <laughs> no but i'm sure he's having fun at his family cookout that sounds like a blast can't miss those um so how how do you want to do this man do you want us to just go like one for one and go and go down the list or do you want me to do my whole list and then you do your whole list let's just go one for one we'll we'll okay. go you, you can go with your top and then i'll go with my top and i'll just cool. go second and then i'll follow this entire time through all right well uh number one for me is trevor lawrence um i still think trevor lawrence is a perennial talent I think that he got the rawest of raw deals last year where I can't really name anything that went right for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I can name a bunch of things that went wrong. Um, they rhyme with uh, Gerben uh, and uh, losing ETN before, you know, preseason even starts losing uh, Chark in one of the better wide receivers on his team his rookie season coming into that level of uh, tumultuousness is just, I, I really feel for him that that situation just in my opinion, really couldn't get worse. Um, and so for me, I just don't think that there's anywhere to go from here, but up for Trevor Lawrence. I think that he is still crazy talented. I still think he can do all the things you want a franchise quarterback to do. He's still young. He's still learning, um, but he has, the tremendous amount of talent that has been picked apart at this point by analysts. Um, he has the number one 
overall uh, draft capital. Um, and he looks like Thor without the facial hair. So I, I don't really know what else you want from this guy. Um, but I think he's going to, with Doug Peterson now at the helm, um, with ETN back, I, I think that there's just going to be better things from here on with Trevor Lawrence. I think I think sky's the limit still, even though it's the Jacks. Okay. I think that's pretty pretty similar points to what I would be making. But my number one, as most already know, is Trey Lance. Like I just have an affinity for his ability to just straight away run away from safeties. Like, okay, maybe safeties in the NFL are going to be able to catch him. Corners are going to be able to catch him. But you ain't catching him with a linebacker. You ain't catching him with a defensive lineman. It ain't happening. You're going to have to use a DB to catch him when he's in the open field. And when he gets around DBs, he's going to try and run right through him. So I love that. He's got an absolute cannon for an arm. Um, let's remember that the 2020 college season – he basically couldn't play because of COVID and how um, the FBS, FCS, uh, the one A, <laughs> the the lower the lower tier um, of Division One college football uh, ran things. Oh, um, mm-hmm. So he he basically only played one game his his final year in college, and uh, that was when he threw his only interception. So he had a perfect true sophomore year. So I think that says a lot inside of itself. People make the argument that, yeah, he dominated lesser competition, but he dominated lesser competition at a level that is pretty darn close to unprecedented. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Everything about Trey Lance, love the offense that he's going into in San Francisco. Um, Got some weapons around him, especially for the passing game. In uh, Kittle, Ayuk, in uh, Debo, and then they they love him too. The 49ers, they they spent a lot to get him. They they had to trade. Was it multiple first round picks to move up to go get him? Yeah. So I mean, he wasn't wasn't cheap, and you know, there's been rumors out there that Shanahan really wanted Mac Jones, and whether there's merit to that or not, well, who knows? But. Trey Lance is who he's got right now, and he will coach the guy that's right in front of him. Jimmy Garoppolo also just got official permission to seek trade. I saw that come out. So just more evidence to them having confidence in Trey Lance. I uh, also like Trey Lance. We might talk to we might talk to him on my side of the list here in a moment. But um, first, I got to do my number two, and I, I, I still think it's Zach Wilson, man. Um, and this could be... It could very well be my Seahawks bias against the the Niners. I'm going to say that right now. Um, I think that the Niners are just a complete trash fire organization. um, And I despise them with every fiber of my being. Um, So that could be the reason why Trey Lance isn't number two for me. Um, But I really like Zach Wilson. Um, I know he didn't have a great year, um, but he was a rookie. And I think that he still has a skill set that I'm really excited about. Um, I think that he has shown that he is mature enough um, to grow and to focus on improving the things he needs to improve on. He's actually really obsessed with maturity, um, even with uh, the women he... (laughs) Sorry, I had to do at least one. I had to do at least one. Uh, (laughs) At least it wasn't like super obvious, right? I could have been a lot more obvious with that one. 
Um, but for real though, Zach Wilson, uh, his team really, really believes in him. They are surrounding him with talent. Um, they got Brees Hall now. Uh, they have Garrett Wilson now. They still have uh, Elijah Moore. Um, let's not forget they have Corey Davis. Like Corey Davis, I, you know, he had a couple really bad years uh, after everyone was really high on him after he got taken really high in the NFL draft. Um, but he started to really show out um, in the games that he actually played and wasn't injured. And so that's that's another piece that Zach Wilson will have in his arsenal. Um, and I think that if he can take that next step, the reason why I think I have him so high is I think his ceiling is just that high um, with everyone around him. I, I really think that he can be productive uh, fantasy-wise, especially. Um, especially with, in my opinion, the Jets still being a bad team. Uh, I think it's going to lead to a lot of shootouts. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored uh and so yeah i think i think zach wilson he has a maybe a bust like a more bustier like potential there um to be number two but i i still believe in the kid yeah the, see i did it again i didn't even mean to do that one uh <laughs> so yeah that's my number two zach wilson okay and uh zach wilson did he he, he was a byu cougar so wow nice yeah ah man i should i should use that one that's a good one i'm gonna, I'm gonna steal um, that one for later <laughs> so my number two is trevor lawrence um there's a reason why he was the number one overall pick he was seen as the consensus number one overall pick even the year before um he improved every year at clemson um you know he hadn't lost a game until what was it the ohio state game or something like that um so yeah i mean we've seen things that he's done on the field uh the interceptions need to be fixed like i will flat out say that like the interceptions need to be taken care of i think part of it was trevor just trying to play yolo ball under the awful coaching that yeah, he what kind of direction is he getting you know so I, I think there's a little bit of a pass for that. Um, but yeah, I, I think we saw some sparks. I think we saw the things that, that made Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence. And we also saw his rushing upside as well last year. Mm -hmm. So I also, uh, I also like Christian Kirk and like not, you know, enough to pay him what they paid him, but uh, I like him. I, I don't think he's a slouch. I think he, he has shown uh, flashes of, of being really good. Um, and I think if Lawrence can lock into him, like he kind of kind of has to because there's not much much else there uh, wide receiver wise. Um, I think that could be a good duo. I think they could put up points together. So I'm excited to see that, too. Moving on to my number three. Uh, I don't have a lot to say since he was your number one. You uh, covered a lot with him, but it's Trey Lance for me. Um, and again, I think that he could be two on my list. Um, but I, I still think that he has a little more of a... For me, honestly, it's that he didn't play um, as much as Zach Wilson did. Um, and, you know, I, I get that they had, uh, they had Garoppolo there and they're trying to probably cultivate him a little bit. They're trying to, you know, get him prepared better in, in kind of like a Mahomes-esque way where they're not like rushing him out there to just get stomped. I, I appreciate that. Um, 
but you know this is a this is a team that wants to wants to win wants to compete they have a uh, they have debo and i don't know just the the few couple of times i saw trey lance out there it wasn't super impressive i saw some stuff that i liked i saw his running um which was great um but there's some there's some errant like i guess not errant throws but the arm just didn't really impress me and i, I think that's mostly that he just didn't get a lot of chances to show that impressive arm talent but you know i i guess it's just a I saw a lot more with Zach Wilson than I did with Trey Lance. And, and that's kind of the big difference to me. Not to say that I'm not a, a Lance believer. He's still three on my list. I still see tremendous upside with Trey Lance. Um, that rushing ability is no joke, man. He he can juke people right out of their shoes. Um, I just I just need to see the throwing a little more, I think, for me to put him as high as two or, or one for me. Um, I need to be able to see that he can he can have that explosiveness in, in the NFL level and uh, make sure that he can operate correctly, like do it and, you know, perform his reads correctly and, and all that stuff. I just, I just need to see that more before I put him that high up. Um, but other than that, I still think he's, he's great. I still think that he will start this year. I'm, I'm on that side of the fence um, and that he will, I think that he will exceed his ADP too, because I think that people are drafting him in about the right spot. Um, but I think he's going to be higher than that personally because of the rushing specifically. Okay. So, I mean, his ADP right now is QB 10. Like people are taking like Dak over him, right? 19th overall pick right now. Yeah. So just, just, like for I would take him over Dak. Just for reference, QB6 is Kyler, QB7 is Dak, QB8 is Jalen Hurts, QB9 is Russell Wilson, and then QB10 mm. is Trey Lance, and then 11 is yeah. Matthew Stafford. Yeah, give give me Lance over Wilson, give me Lance over Hurts, and give me Lance over Dak. Okay. So you you feel good with Trey Lance being your QB1 on your team? Yeah, I think I would take that risk. I wouldn't feel too bad about it either. Okay. Yeah. At that point in the draft, I probably would just draft running back if like that's kind of where I was at drafting. Um, but I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate having him as my number one. I, I think that he will start and I think he'll be great this year. Cool. Alrighty. Well, uh, my number three is the uh, shock and awe <laughs> of this, of this list. Um, good thing Eric's not here because uh, Eric, <laughs> slandering this uh, left and right. Um, but it is my QB one in 2023, uh, the one that I believe in the most for fantasy purposes specifically um, is Will Will Levis. All right. So if you watched their pro day this past draft cycle. Everybody was enamored with Will Levis. They were enamored by his quick release and how he basically just flicks the ball and it goes 50 yards. Like the velocity that's on his throws, it's fantastic. Like he, 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 unfortunately, though, one of the things that, you know, I definitely admit that you can see in his game that he needs to work on is anticipation because of that so he relies a lot on his arm he trusts his arm to probably unhealthy extents Mm -hmm. um so he doesn't anticipate throws because he sees the wide receiver get open and then he hits him instead of seeing the wide receiver getting ready to make his break and delivering the ball 
Um, so definitely something to, to work on there. Um, I also really like the fact that he will likely be at the Senior Bowl. So you're not going to see the Senior Bowl for C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. He, I think, should test in at 4.6 speed um, for a quarterback that is give or take about 6'3", 6'4", 230, 235. Yeah. Like, he he has, has the speed. He has the size. He has the arm talent. Um, you know, he, he makes throws effortless. Like, if you watch him rolling out to, you know, his lead shoulder side, you watch him throw and you're just like, man, like you just got your body around without having your legs underneath you. And you still zip the ball 25 yards on a, on a frozen rope. And he reminds it, me, I, I know this is really like, I know how this sounds, but he really does remind me a lot of Josh Allen. Like when I see him run, he, that running reminds me of Josh Allen. It doesn't look fast, but he's quick. And he is like super physical and is, I guess, uh, I guess the big comparison to me is they both run like kind of fearlessly, uh, him and Josh Allen, where they, they don't really care if you're going to hit them, they're still going to go forward. Yeah, no, the, there was, there was a quote from Will Levis where he was just like, yeah, I could have a, a defensive lineman that's 300 pounds running directly at me and I'm just going to try and run through him. I love it. Like I love I, that. he just and it's it's kind of terrifying because he has very little self-regard for his body yeah, yeah. to do it. He kind of yeah. plays with a little bit of reckless abandonment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also see Will Levis as that 500 rushing yard quarterback um that'll get you, you know, seven, eight rushing touchdowns in the season. Yeah. Um I, I definitely see him as a red zone weapon for a team which i think from a fantasy standpoint is really gonna bump his value up where can you give me a sort of realistic but uh maybe maybe kind of uh best case scenario draft spot for him i mean (laughs) i genuinely think that the giants are going to end up with him i don't know if that's really the best case um but i can definitely see him with the Giants and how they're likely going to finish this season. Um, what, about, what about a spot where it would, it would just make you happy to see him there, besides the Eagles? I mean, yeah, you know I would love to see him on the Eagles. I would love to see him down in Atlanta. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah. That would be a lot of – like, that is creating yeah, a basketball team. That is a basketball oh, team. That is a basketball team, yeah, with Pitts. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, I would love to see him in Atlanta. Keep him, keep him down in the South as well. Going to Kentucky, like you know, keep him down in that area. So, you think he's gonna get roasted over the Mayo thing in Atlanta? I don't know. You might get roasted a little bit down there. As as long as he plays well, like what is it there? And that's That's the only thing. Like Kentucky is just devoid of talent right now. Like Will Love is basically has to carry that offense on his own. Um, So if he can carry that offense. I would think that he could carry an NFL offense that's going to have more talent around him. Right. What was his like go-to guy? Um, Wandale Robinson. Yeah. And now he's gotten, they don't, they don't have anything else down there. And now, now he got drafted. Yeah. I mean, there's, Oof, there's a yeah. lot of, a lot of 
talent on that team, or I guess lack thereof, <laughs> a talent yeah. that is unproven, talent that hasn't truly stepped up. That'll so. be really interesting then to see what he can uh, accomplish there. I'll be keeping my eye on him for sure. Um, all right, we'll go. Uh, we'll go to four for me. Uh, for me, it's the guy that I hope the Hawks draft uh, in C.J. Stroud. Um, I just, I really like this guy's uh, whole profile uh, a lot. Um, I think that he, you know, he's he's the type of quarterback that for me, I just want to see play. And so that's kind of my bias of wanting him on the Hawks uh, because what he can do, man, is just really, really exciting. I, I've seen some of the the plays that he can make and out of the guys coming out next year. And granted, I could probably watch a little more Will Levis, uh, but out of the other guys that I've watched tape on uh, CJ Stroud has the most like wow plays uh, for me. Um, just what he can accomplish uh, in terms of his like improvisation and, and being really quick um, on his feet and, and making decisions. I, I just think that he's, the most ready to go uh, right out of the draft. And so my Hawks can get my hands on him. Um, that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. I'm, I'm all ab uh, aboard the uh, suck for Stroud train. Uh, so I'm really hoping for a zero and 17 drew lock season this year. Go drew lock. And yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think that there's look, when you look at the consensus rankings and stuff, I think that CJ Stroud is, kind of battling with Bryce Young, um, but he seems to be the consensus number one guy. And I think it's for a reason. I think his talent is just uh, spoken for. And uh, that's why I have him at four above some of these other guys that to me just, they haven't shown what I need to see yet to put them that high in my ranking. CJ Stroud has already shown me uh, based on games he's already played that I think he's as NFL ready to go as he needs to be. Okay, so mock draft, mock draft database, uh, fun tool. I know I've shared it with you, Corey. Um, I love just watching it um, because it takes a bunch of mock drafts and compiles them in one data source location for you to look at. Obviously, it's not every mock draft that ever comes out, but it's a large chunk of them. Um, and it has CJ Stroud as the, the number one consensus player right now. Uh, falling to number two overall to the Texans, which would be unfortunate because if the Texans are number two overall, it probably means Davis Mills didn't have a good season and he's probably uh, out. But uh, that can be a discussion for later. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so CJ Stroud is right there. Uh, Will Anderson and then Bryce Young. Like those are those are the top three guys right now um, for way, way too early mock drafts. Yeah, and I know uh, if Eric was here, he'd probably give me flack for liking an Ohio State quarterback. But Eric, you're not here, so you can shove it. Yeah, yeah, I am on board with that. <laughs> All right, so my number four is Mac Jones. And that might be spicy because he doesn't really have the ceiling that some of these other quarterbacks we've talked about are. Um, but in Superflex, you do need QB2s, and having that one that you can set and forget is pretty pretty important. Um, he's got youth on his side. His final season at Alabama, 
he had over a 77% completion percentage. Yeah. Like, let, let's not forget about this. Like, Mac has been praised by his wide receivers of putting balls in places that just lead them to get yak, just become yak monsters and allows them to not take those giant hits. He puts balls that are catchable. Like that is the biggest thing to me. Like he gives his wide receivers a chance. Let's let's also remember the New England wide receivers are well, basically garbage. Yeah. Um, yeah who? Yeah. They wide receivers. Exactly. So I mean, he's not. He doesn't have much talent um, that he's throwing to. So that that's a great point in my my view. Um, he had a 76% on target rate, which basically means within the frame of the wide receiver. Um, so 76% is huge. Like, can you imagine three out of every four throws being within that, that catchable radius within that? Like, yeah, this guy should make a play on it. Like that's a wide receiver's dream. Like having a quarterback like that, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't think, and Eric and I have a little side bet. We have a twenty dollars side bet that Mac Jones will ever have a top ten finish in fantasy in his entire career. Oh yeah, I think so. Maybe I wasn't involved in that, but I did hear about that at least. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like I, I bet him. I was like, look, I, I think he's gonna have one season where he's gonna finish inside the top ten because I, I think he's gonna be around for a while. I, mm-hmm. I, I told Eric when he was coming out. I see Mac Jones as a combination of Alex Smith and Kirk Cousins. I, I see him as a very good fit between the two of those guys. I can see that. So, yeah, I, I like Mac. He took the team to the playoffs. Like, he yeah, plays. That is for, huge. He plays for one of the best coaches, regardless of what we think, one of the best coaches in the NFL. Um, he doesn't have much talent around him. So I am really excited for the future and seeing what he could potentially do if he ever gets talent around him. Yeah, that's that's the big question, Mark, because um, we know uh, the Patriots don't value running back that highly. And I think they're going <laughs> to – they might have a little bit of, like, PTSD from Nikhil Harry, like taking him in the first round. That um, I don't know. If I were them, I'd have a little trouble pulling the trigger on – on a first round uh, wide receiver after that amount of bust. I, I was, I was going to say there's, there's a lot of early mocks out there that have Keishon Boutte going there, which is like a dream. Wow. Yeah. That'd be uh yeah. that does sound like a dream. All right. Well, I guess that takes us to five. Um, and for me, uh, it's the other guy uh, that's sort of, you know, highly ranked in next year's draft in uh, Bryce Young. And, you know, say, say what you want about the, the Alabama helmet, man. It, he still looks great, man. Like, he, he makes some really great throws. Um, and another guy that can use his legs. And for me, that's just – that's always the fancy football cheat code. So if you can find those guys that can take off and compile the rushing yards alongside the passing yards, that's just – that's just more points, and that's what the game is all about. Um, and so, you know, he's uh, he's young, ha, both in uh, age and name, and uh, I think that he'll be highly drafted next year. Um, in effect, that I think that whatever team drafts him, he's going to start right away for. 
And if he can maintain an NFL level of, of competitiveness and, and bring that Alabama skill set um, to a, to a big boy team, I, I, again, I think that his potential is, is crazy high. Um, I think that he's, you know, in terms of the quarterbacks that are left on my list that have already been drafted, I think that he is inarguably more talented, just, just has a, a much higher uh, talent gap um and and a skill set that i think can be taken to that next level a lot easier um for me uh like i said cj stroud is kind of my hawks uh dream but i wouldn't mind bryce young either uh at this point i wouldn't mind will levis uh i would take anything <laughs> over what we have now uh but i think that I'm just I'm really excited generally to to see where all of these uh especially after like the drought of a QB draft we had this year. I'm excited to see where all these prospects next year end up. Um Bryce Young, I guess um I guess it, it, maybe the Commanders. I might want to see him go to the Commanders once Wentz inevitably uh oh wait, I'm not supposed to do Wentz slander here, right? Slander. Uh Yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Uh <laughs> All right, so that's uh, that's that's five for me. What about you? So I was gonna say re- real quick before I, I give mine, yeah. uh, j- just for reference, remember college football. Whenever you get sacked, you get negative rushing yards. All right, uh-huh. and Bryce Young got sacked thirty nine times last year. Yeah, that's quite a few. How many rushing yards did he have on the season? Oh no, are you? You're not gonna tell me that he had negative rushing yards, are you? No, he he had zero. So oh he wow, had, he had 80, 81, <laughs> 81 attempts, which means that might as well be negative. <laughs> he had forty-two actual rushes last year. Oh man, and he had thirty-nine sacks, That's and he a had lot zero sacks. yards, zero rushing yards on the season. Man, okay, that's interesting. Wow, because I I watch his tape and I'm like, this guy's running a lot, like, and and has some good runs to boot, but. That's funny. That's that's a funny stat. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I just thought that was thought that was pretty fun just to, yeah. to bring it up there. Um, okay. So my number five in this list is Zach Wilson. Um, I I do have genuine concern over his accuracy. Um, decision making is on point. Like great choices with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Off, not off the not to be questioned. Yeah. Off, the, off the field standpoint, great decision making, but <laughs> on field decision making, it's it's not it's not all that great. Okay. Um, I, I pulled from Pro Football Reference twenty three point eight percent bad throw percentage last year, um, which is pretty pretty rough in my opinion. A bad throw mm-hmm. is considered a quote unquote uncatchable uh, ball by a wide receiver, um, so inching up on one out of every four throws was uncatchable. That's, that's pretty, pretty rough. Um, 50, 55.6% completion percentage. Again, pretty rough, but let's, let's fall back on, you know, the final year in college, he did have that 73.5% completion percentage. He did improve every year in college. So he was on that upward upwards trajectory was the number two overall pick. So he should have a little bit longer of a leash. 
They did add offensive weapons in front of him, around him. So they are trying to set him up to succeed. Look, yeah. it, it is tough for me to forget um, <laughs> or to remember, I guess, that that Mike White was uh, the Jets quarterback that had the, the best games last year. And yeah. even like Joe Flacco like, kind of had a like a stretch where he was looking a little better than... Uh, Zach Wilson, I still just think that the potential is 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 so big, and like you said, upward trajectory. I think that he he's a guy that can just uh, take those bad experiences and and learn from them and get better. So I I think from seeing a improvement this year, I think you would get a higher bump in his ADP next year. You see improvement from Zach Wilson than you do from Mac Jones, as an example. Mm. So like those are you know, you got two guys that are back to back in in my cornerstone ranking there, um, but I also just think Mac Jones is going to be around a lot longer. He's going to produce for me. He's going to hold his trade value. Whereas if Zach Wilson flops again this year, uh, there's going to be serious questions in New York about him. I feel that um, I don't have a lot of Zach Wilson. Do you have a lot like in fantasy? Do you have a lot of Zach Wilson? I mean, I don't have a lot, a lot. I think I have like a 10% roster share. So I think I have them. I think I have them on two teams, maybe three. Okay. So, um, all right. Uh, I think we can move on from that and go to number six. Uh, number six on my list. And I, I don't know if this is spicy or not. It might be a little spicy, but for me, it's Davis Mills. Um, and I just kind of look at this as he also had a pretty rough, he had a pretty rough job last year in, in Houston. Um, you know, team was in, uh, like a tumultuous mess having Watson dealing with what he was dealing with, um, and him having to kind of come in and start up the offense in, in whatever way he could. Uh, and I think that he, I don't think that there was anyone that was projecting him to play half as well as he ended up playing, but he, he went out there, man, and he competed and he won, he won some games uh, and looking great while winning games with really just Brandon cooks. And that's it. Um no one really else of note. Their backfield was horrendous. I can't even... Nico Collins, was that their wide receiver too? Like, uh, there's just no one of note. There's there's no talent there. And yet he went out there and he he won games against difficult opponents. And for me, that, that says so much. Uh, and the fact that the Texans are willing to stick it out with them, at, at least for this year, it seems like, um, unless they make some crazy trade. Um, I think that speaks a lot too to his his ability and, and what he's capable of uh if they're look it it happens man teams find third fourth round quarterbacks that end up being their guy and it could very well happen with davis mills um and i saw enough uh last year to make me think that he has a decent shot of it and so you know uh I mean, sad shout out to to John Mechie. I, I heard about that news uh, earlier today, and that's that's a real shame. Let's let's hope for a speedy recovery there, and uh, all the best. Um, but I think that 
the Texans, you know, drafted some other uh, offensive players that that can definitely be uh, good for Davis Mills. Uh, they drafted is it Damian Pierce. Damon Damon Pierce. I Damon think? Pierce. Yeah, I can't I can't get his first name right ever. It's Damon or Damian. Uh, they drafted Pierce, and you know that was like a third round selection, and he looks decent. Um, they need a running back, surely. So hopefully he can do something in that offense. Um, but I think that overall, all the signs point to him at least getting another shot this year. And for me, I think he showed enough last year that him taking steps forward and and just showing out again and being a usable quarterback too, um, I think that's entirely possible. And so that's why I have him uh, at six here on my list. Okay, so you were right on with Nico Collins being the wide receiver two last year on the Texans. Um, but... <laughs> Nico Collins only had 33 receptions last year. <sighs> the wide receiver two on that team. Mm, yeah, I had to uh, fidget in my seat a little bit on that one. That's 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 brutal. So yeah, there uh, there's that. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Texans, Texans offense was uh, well pretty rough. Yeah. So crazy enough, I actually on the uh, draft network. Um, they had a, a YouTube video that went down the rabbit hole of what if the Laramie Tunsil smoking saga never came out on draft night. And, oh, interesting. and they went oh, down wow. the rabbit hole of, oh, like if Laramie Tunsil didn't go here, then he probably would have gone here. And then the Tyreek trade would have never happened. Like he never would have gone to Houston. Like, Oh blah, my blah, God! Stanley wouldn't have been in Baltimore. Like, I love then, that. Then, then you know, Ronnie Stanley wouldn't have been out this past year for Baltimore, and they would have had somebody else there. Like, could it have affected Lamar's season? Like, blah 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 blah. And it was pretty cool. That's so, pretty cool. I like that alternate reality stuff. Right. It's just one of those things that's like, yeah, you never really know how it would have gone, but. It's fun to hypothesize and play that little game, especially in this time of the year. Like, this is the dead zone of football right now. Like, July is just a time where most people just get gobbled up with starting new leagues, like starting new dynasty leagues. They're like, yeah, I want to draft. Like, I have nothing else going on right now. Like, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, just being able to, like, uh, try to find the most realistic like projections of what could have happened. That's that's super fun. Like we should do that sometime. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we we could. We could. You know, like what if what if the uh Eagles would have never traded up for Carson Wentz? Yeah. To the Browns. Yeah, that's, ooh, like, how would yeah, that that's have been fun? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well back to the topic at hand after you yeah. know I, I love my tangents. Um but <laughs> Uh, number six on my list, I have C.J. Stroud. I think C.J. Stroud is a better pure passer than Bryce Young. I think he has a better NFL frame. Uh, I think teams are probably going to knock him for being an Ohio State quarterback, mm-hmm. as much as that sucks to say. Like, I-, I just find it hard to believe at this point that NFL teams won't see the system and see how it's been translating to the NFL, whether it's fair or not. 
unfortunately these things happen in scouting circles these things happen in gm rooms like it's just a part of life um but let's remember cj stroud 72 percent completion percentage last year phenomenal if you're going to tell me my quarterback's going to connect on seven out of ten of his throws sign me up in a heartbeat yeah that's why i want him in seattle man i want those throws going to dk i i want that guy um he was the number 42 overall recruit in the 2020 recruiting class uh coming out of high school um not super mobile um so i i think he's like 100 to 150 rushing yard per season uh mm-hmm. type of nfl quarterback um and then i also have written down 63215 all right so he's got that more quote unquote prototypical nfl size um than bryce young which is what tops him over bryce young for me um good decision maker with the ball uh 7.3 touchdowns interceptions last year in college uh you see him start to go through progressions so definitely like to see that from a, a young quarterback and yeah during the minnesota game starting out the year you know he looked like a deer in headlights for a little bit of it but then just watching him turn it up um, the rest of the season was fantastic. Even being a Penn State fan, like yeah. I am a big Penn State fan. Like my family loves Penn State. They went there. Like it's it's tough to to admit to it, but CJ Stroud is a fantastic college quarterback. Yeah, That's you can still appreciate the talent there for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. No, I, that that all is very reaffirming for me because obviously um i'm not as knee deep in college football as as you are but uh hearing you say all that um and agreeing with with all of it from just what i've seen um it's great to have that reaffirmed for me so that's awesome um guess i'll go on to number seven here and I don't know if you've been spying my rankings at all uh since i put them on here but if you have you've seen this guy just creeping up and up and up. Uh, I think he started at nine for me, but at number seven now is is Will Levis. Um, you know, I I heard about this guy from you. I didn't know who he was before you mentioned him on one of those first RPG pods. And ever since, just, you know, when I'm in the mood to to watch some highlights and, and lowlights and just full games, I... Uh, I try to turn on a Will Levis game and, and see what the kids got because man, is he fun to watch? Um, he just he makes really crazy plays with his legs, man, and that's super dangerous. But I just love it. I I think it's super exciting. And from a fantasy standpoint, I love that he has that skill set. And when you couple that with that arm that just explodes, like some of those throws are just gorgeous and you're actually like i'm watching them in the air and the amount of seconds that i can count as it's in the air it just seems higher than other quarterbacks i've seen throw the same throws they're just they linger in the air they just it's so pretty to watch um so yeah he started at i think nine for me on this list and now he's up to seven it's just you know i keep watching more and more from him and i'm i really like what i see and you definitely uh, hit a lot of the points already with him being three on your list. But um, I guess I guess I would just add like he just really he really seems to have that dog in him, man. Um, he seems like a competitor. 
he's unafraid uh and i'm really excited to see where he lands because i don't think that, that uh, again i think there's a non-zero chance that he's the first quarterback off the board i know you have a bet on that um which i'm not i'm not even saying it because you have a bet on that i just see his tape and the fact that he's going to the senior bowl i think is also huge because we're going to get that that real nice preview of him uh going against the best and yeah i'm i'm really excited for him i wouldn't be surprised if you know in a few months he starts creeping up those rankings even more for me but seven's where i'd have him at now um and you know i'm pretty comfortable with that i don't think that it's too hot takey uh i think that he's for me right where right where i think he'll be uh ranked coming into the league so uh yeah that's why i have him at number seven and you know i i think that's uh very fair and very realistic and you know i sometimes need that reality check you know i get honed in on on my guy and i start <laughs> bumping him up and bumping him up and uh eventually it gets to that point where it's like okay i need to chill out yeah. a little i think um, he'd be higher if uh, he'd be higher or lower i think i could define him more if i if i saw that senior bowl game i, I think that'll be a huge uh that would be hugely indicative of of his overall like rankings for me so i'm really excited to see that okay and you know i think that's very very fair I mean, you know, you just look at the quarterbacks this year and you saw what they did in the senior bowl and the buzz that got created. I mean, heck, analysts were talking about freaking Malik Willis going number two overall. Like, obviously, sure were. didn't even come close to happening. Yep. Um, but, you know, like you said, non-zero chance for the first quarterback off the board. Like, I remember, Corey, you brought it up. So, I mean, the the bet... I made it back in the very beginning of May, like just knowing that Will Levis was my guy and knowing his athletic frame and what he could potentially do. Um, and I just took a nice little $25 bet at plus 2,500 for him to be the first quarterback off the board. Like, yeah. all right, 25 bucks. Okay. I won't go out to dinner one time in a week. Mm -hmm. Like I'll just cook it home. Like yeah. uh, to me, some people $25 is a big, big amount and I'm not trying to distress that or anything. Um, but to me, that is a quarter unit play. Um, so a unit is typically what betting um, is. Yeah, you're, well, you're either cooking it at home thinking how it was still a great bet or you are getting a A1 Wagyu and a, you know, 12 year whiskey at a nice restaurant. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and several and last, times over. I was gonna say last time I checked, you know, he's all the way down at plus twelve hundred to be the first quarterback off the board. So I mean, we're already talking plus thirteen hundred in value. Yep. So that's yeah. I, I like getting in on those lines early. Corey knows I'm in early on the Eagles to make the playoffs this off season, and yep. their line has shifted dramatically. So I wish I wish there was any money to be made on uh, Hawks not making the playoffs because uh i would have jumped on that fair enough fair enough <laughs> um okay well once again tangents i absolutely yeah. love them if i can find a <laughs> rabbit hole i will jump head first right down in it <laughs> um so the next one on my list is bryce young 
and you know we've kind of already talked about it we've hit some points on him previously um for me the biggest thing is that he's listed as six foot 194 on alabama's website yeah and then on 247 sports he's listed at 511 197 so yeah. I, i'm i'm personally going to have a harder time and obviously the nfl will tell us how they really feel about this but i'm going to have a little bit of a harder time pulling the trigger on a quarterback that is under six feet and under 200 pounds. <clears throat> so just, you know, out of perspective, coming out of high school, he was verified at 5'11", 183. So he's put on about 14 mm. pounds and maybe grown an inch. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's, there's that. So he's showing that he can put on weight. Um, but I really do think NFL teams are going to question his size um, come the combine. Um, and then something also to remember, uh, starting quarterbacks that are under six feet, I'm pretty sure uh, six feet or under. Um, I'm pretty sure Kyler and Russ are the only two. I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure they're the only two. Uh, and both of them weigh over 205 pounds. Yeah. No, so, I think you're right. They have a little bit more to them. Um, like you mentioned before, Corey, when I brought up that Bryce Young actually had zero rushing yards last year, um, he does tend to keep his eyes downfield. He does have a lot of Russell Wilson to his game where he can run, he can extend plays. He does have very good pocket awareness, um, but he's always looking to push the ball downfield. And don't get me wrong, I am not in any way, shape, or form saying that Russell Wilson is his comp. No, no, no. I'm just saying there is a lot of those essences in his game. Yeah, that the undersized, uh, the undersized thing is is squarely why he was not above CJ Stroud for me. Um, I still, I still believe in like the uh, the talent cultivation of Alabama. I still think that they can help guys take those next steps and then they believe in him enough that, you know, I, I still think that he can do really well. Um, but I totally, yeah, I'm, I'm worried about the size too, man. That that's definitely, I want to see my guys at least up in like the six, two, six, three range for sure. And, and, and then not to knock him truly, but I get Mac Jones had a fantastic year final year at alabama but bryce young going into that offseason was supposed to be the quarterback for alabama yeah and mac just beat him out knowing the offense better and just playing better in spring like if bryce really was that guy i don't know i just that that hearing that happen seeing that happen just gives me a little bit more pause yeah that's a good point that is a good point Okay, for sure. Uh, I guess that takes us to eight. Yep. All right, number eight on my list uh, is Justin Fields. Sorry, Eric. Um, I know that's that's lower than your number one overall, but uh, look, man, Justin Fields has talent. I, I know he can run. Um, he's made nice throws. Um, this is more or less just about the Bears for me. Um, I don't like 
what they're doing. I don't I don't like their if it's a strategy or if it's a lack of a strategy. I'm not really sure. Um, but they they drafted Justin Fields. They traded up to get him, I believe, and then they did nothing to help him in any way, shape, or form. Um, they I think they drafted no linemen, but not with a high pick. Um, they drafted basically no wide receivers of note. They got Valus Jones, who's a return specialist, um, and they have Darnell Mooney. Uh, they have Cole Komet too, but like, eh. My point being, like, I just, I don't think that without a heavy investment in one area or another, whether it's O-line or wide receiver, both of which they didn't do, um, there's just, I don't have a lot of hope, man. I don't have a whole, a whole lot of hope for Fields. Um, he's going to have to do remarkable, miraculous things in order to, uh, like, beat out the other guys that I have ranked above him um, because I just don't, you know, the Bears are, are ranked the 32nd offense in a lot of places for a reason. They just, they don't have a lot going for them, man. And there's only so much you can put on the back of a second year quarterback that still has a lot of growth to do. Um, so yeah, man, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm not very optimistic with him. Uh, the running upside, the fact that it'll take a couple of rushing touchdowns in, that's cool. Um, but that's about all of his value for me personally. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll touch on Justin Fields and in, in a little bit, a little bit later on. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, my, my number eight is Kenny Pickett. Um, once again, partially because I absolutely trust Mike Tomlin. I trust what they're doing with that offense. Um, the offensive line is still a work in progress. Don't get me wrong there. Um, and I will also say, I don't think that Kenny Pickett is going to be the starter right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. I would expect Kenny Pickett to start probably 10, 10 games, I think is realistic expectation. Um, but I mean, how, how do you argue against the skill position players that the Steelers have right now? Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, George Pickens. Pat Fryermuth, Najee Harris. Yeah. Like you you can't get much younger and better with skill position players than that. Like that that is a very good crop for him to come up with, for him to have the next, you know, hopefully two, three years. Maybe not in the case of Deontay Johnson. We'll we'll see what happens with that contract situation and everything there. Um but as it is right now, though, it's a dream scenario for a rookie QB. It is. It, it really is. Um, and then go back to the fact that he played college football in that stadium. Like he knows that stadium well. He knows the terrain. He knows the weather that he's going to be facing. They may be changing the name of the stadium, but it's still the same stadium. Oh, man. That's that. I, that hurt me when I saw that. That's so bad. Acrisure. That's what it is now. To, nice, to, to, to be to be fair, like maybe you can play it off as a homage to Big Ben leaving, because now Big Ben's yeah. last home game was also the last game yeah. at Old Heinz Field. Um, sure. So, but uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention is Kenny Pickett is pretty much hands down 
the all-time leader in Pitt college passing history. Um, so I think the, the next guy on the list, he passed by like 2,000 passing yards. Um, the small hands are a concern, um, but I mean, I don't know. Like, like I said, he did it in the in the elements in college. I mean, I, I think that at least gives a glimmer of hope um, for the future um, to be able to come. And I think we're looking at uh, QB2. Like, I think he will produce QB2 numbers. Uh, he won ACC Offensive Player of the Year last year. So, you know, Power 5 Conference, and he was able to win the Offensive Player of the Year. So that's, that is what has him um, at number eight in my rankings. Cool. I'll uh, talk to him a little more myself a little later, but uh, number nine for me is Mac Jones. And I definitely, you know, I have him pushed down uh, in my rankings compared to yours. Uh, and for me, look, I like Mac Jones. I, I really do. I think that he's also like he's a fine wide uh, quarterback too to have. Um, I, I don't mind that too much. Um, that is to say, though, I would rather have any of the other guys above him on my list as my uh, quarterback too. And I think that it really just comes down to he doesn't he just doesn't have anything exciting to throw to and and that could change that could very easily change i i know that won't be a lasting thing but i don't really trust the patriots too much to remedy that in a in a really meaningful way i think that there's a higher risk that they just don't really address it and continue to have like fill in wide receiver talent um trying to like scrape the bottom of the barrel where they can and try to accrue some level of receiving core um while you know corralling a, a five-headed running back room trying to give all those guys touches and uh it's just their style of play man i i just i can't really get behind it um investing in a quarterback like that under a regime like that bill is is a fantastic coach but um you know the chance that mac jones turns into a tom brady-esque or you know even within the same stratosphere of of putting points like that on the board i, I just think they've i think they've accepted their fate uh in terms of how their offense is now going to perform around mac jones and i i don't think it's giving mac jones you know 50 pass attempts and letting him sling the ball in for touchdowns i think it's you know drive up the field as much as you can and then pound it in with running back and uh i think that just drives him down personally in my rankings i still really like the i like him as as a as a quarterback as an nfl quarterback um i think that taking your team to the playoffs as a rookie is is tremendous um especially when you consider the talent that he had around him and so that's all exciting I could end up being dead wrong about him, but you know, that's kind of where all the signs are pointing to for me. I just, I just don't see him as a, as an ultra valuable fantasy start. I think he'll have a, a cap of like quarterback 13, 14. I, I personally don't think he'll be a, a quarterback one. Yeah. And you know, I 100% agree with that. All right. Like I don't think he'll be a quarterback one either. Um, I think for a very long time, though, he will be a high-end quarterback, too, much like Kirk Cousins has been. Unless uh, unless Zappy takes the job, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could show people the eye roll that I got for that one. 
I'm not even going to dignify that right there. <laughs> Zappi right. was a Zappi was a very good college quarterback for yeah. campus Canton leagues where mm -hmm. you're getting points for college production. Um, but no, he's not an NFL quarterback. You got to love that last name, Zappi, right? Sure, sure. I mean, he is a worse Kyle Trask. Oof. So. Oh. That that's oh, that's how I'll put it. A vicious wound. Okay. All right. I want it like I see it. All right. So my number nine is Davis Mills. Uh, I mean, we've already kind of talked about a lot of the things with Davis Mills. The biggest reason he is number nine is because, like we saw on mock draft database, it's showing the Texans being bad. And if the Texans are bad they're going to draft a quarterback because that means Mac, uh, that means uh, Davis Mills uh, was not very good and could not lead the team. Um, and that should be a wrap. I mean, at that point, he is likely a bridge at best type of quarterback. And he probably won't even be a bridge. He'll probably just be a high-quality backup, much like, uh, let's see, Case Keenan. Hmm. Like that, uh, Josh McGowan, uh, Josh McGowan, like those are ones that just like come to mind right away. Like you want them to be your backup quarterbacks, but you're really hoping that they don't have to start. Like uh, Jacoby Brissett now in this phase of his career, like you know, you're paying him bigger money in hopes that he doesn't have to start, but knowing that if he does start, you at least have a puncher's chance at winning. No, I could I could definitely see that. Um, I I'm admittedly I think a touch high on him, um, but you know we'll we'll see how it goes. I, I I think that it's it's extremely likely everything that you're saying, um, especially with the how the Texans are built right now. With still not a whole lot there, unfortunately, uh, for him to latch on to. Um, I, I do think, though, that if he can show out this year and they can start to build some talent around him next year, I, I, I think that he's still got some potential for sure. But I, no, I totally hear what you're saying. Very much agree. And uh, also remember, he was injured a lot of his college career at Stanford. Mm -hmm. And as I've mentioned multiple times before, he was the number one pro style QB coming out of his high school class. I love so hearing that one. Yeah. He has he has that pedigree, um, so he was a very highly rated recruit. Um, so it was there at one point. Injuries kind of zapped some mm. of the the potential and some of the the luster from his star, and now he's working on reclaiming it. For sure, very excited to see uh, how the Texans unfold this year. Um, probably a lot of dumpster fire games, which I think will work in his favor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it could be a lot of passing, or they could just be like, oh, we're just going to give up and just run the ball and run out the clock. Yeah. Yeah. Well, be true. It could also lead corners and DBs to kind of sitting on some routes as well and taking some chances. Um, so you could see some picks that shouldn't likely be occurring um, mm -hmm. because DBs are just sitting on the routes because they know that their team is up and they can take a chance and they want to pad their stats. Well, yeah, man. And I look like 
I mentioned Damon Pierce. He could be good. He could also be nothing. And then what are we left with in that backfield? We have uh, Marlon Mack. Re- Rex Burkhead. <laughs> Philip Lindsay. The Mack attack. Yeah, yeah Mar- <laughs> the, Mac, the Mack truck. Yeah, yeah, maybe he can put it together. Who knows? Um, he was but, good at one point. He was, yeah. Um, just just for everybody listening, one of the, the conversations Corey and I had is in a league that I just took over a team. Uh, I was sitting with Davis Mills, and he had interest in Davis Mills. And he also had interest in Jimmy G as a high-quality backup, thinking maybe he'll get traded somewhere and have a starting job just to give him a little bit more cushion in his quarterback room, which is mm-hmm. a little thin right now. Yeah. And... and- and I had sent him a 20, I had requested a 24 first and second, which realistically I think is a little high, as you can tell by my ranking of, you know, where Davis Mills is. Mm-hmm. But I also know where Corey has him ranked. And realistically, if Corey wants to counter with that uh, first and third in 2024, yeah, I'd probably accept that. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Because remember, I uh, I basically told you that, you know, I thought it was pretty fair, but I wasn't really ready to, to pull the trigger on selling the 24 first just yet um, as my kind of way to uh, to drive down that value just a touch if I could here in the first and the third. It's got me kind of thinking about it. So uh, maybe you'll see an offer come through here a bit. I love so, doing the negotiations during the pod. That's really fun. Right. Just just had to slip that in there and, and let some people yeah. know because the, there there are some other people in that league that uh, yeah. did some comments about Davis Mills to me. And uh, oh. definitely not paying a first for Davis Mills. Oh well you should you definitely shouldn't pay a first for Davis Mills if you're listening to this. Don't don't do it. <laughs> All right, let's get to this last one. Well, I guess it's my last one. You have a little extra one on here, but uh, yeah, I just added uh, at the end. I'm at uh, I'm at ten, and you know, for me, it's Kenny Pickett. Um, not too too far away from where you got him, and to me, you know, it's it's the small hands. It's uh, I think that the Steelers kind of just they needed to draft somebody at quarterback, and with how the class looked uh this year Pickett was at the top and so that's kind of why they they grabbed him in my opinion um he could be good uh but for me i don't know i guess i'm admittedly a little bit high on on mitch trubisky there i i think that there's a decent chance that mitch is the starting quarterback for this year um for the whole year. I, I'm actually kind of a spicy take. I don't know if Kenny Pickett takes a meaningful snap this year unless unless uh, Mitch gets hurt. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I still really like Mitch. I know that he didn't do the Bears very much service, but the Bears also didn't do him very much service. Um, had to deal with Nagy uh, and the, the atrocious play calling. And he absolutely made his own mistakes, and, and I wouldn't try to... Uh, you know, justify those per se, but I agree with you where I do, I do think Mike knows best and they went out and they got Mitch Trubisky and I don't think that's nothing. Um, I think that he is being set up in a really good position, just as good as Kenny Pickett is with the weapons around him. 
Um, and I just think that Mitch has had more time to acclimate to the NFL. And I think he might be more talented um, personally. So I'm actually really excited to see how that battle transpires. But I personally, right now, I'd be pushing my chips in on Mitch. And uh, if that's the case, if Mitch keeps the job all year, uh, we could be looking at like a Jordan Love situation where Mitch is just the guy for the next few and uh, Kenny Pickett sits. And I think that's the big uh, the big reason why he's so far down the list for me. Um, also, the teeny tiny hands. He looks like a baby on the field. So that's the other reason. Uh, but yeah, again, could, could totally be wrong. Um, they did spend a first on him, but in my opinion, I think they... I think they had. I, I don't think they had much of a choice. They needed to fill a void with uh, with Big Ben leaving. So um, that's kind of where I'm at. Okay. And then to wrap out the top ten for each of us, uh, number ten, the guy who is still left is Justin Fields. Eric would say this is absolute slander. Uh, I have made it very well known that I don't want anything to do with Justin Fields at this point. Uh, Eric and I have him on our duo team, and that's because Eric wants to keep him around. If mm -hmm. I had my way, I would ship his butt off for whatever I could get. I was literally going to ask, and then I forgot that you guys co-owned that team, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh -huh. Yep, yeah, we co-owned that team, uh, which is why Justin Fields is still on that team. Uh, yep. I am pretty sure that is the only team that I have him on. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, the rushing upside, you can make an argument it's there. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the decision-making that was done this year, and he had 36 sacks in 12 games. Uh, Bears offensive line did not get better. The receiving core got worse, and uh, three sacks a game is a lot. Like, yeah. I just yeah. That's not, a, not, a, not a huge fan, and then you look at his accuracy, and it's 22% bad throws. 22% of his throws are not catchable for wide receivers. Just not catchable at all. That's brutal. I, not a huge fan of that. Not, yeah. not a fan. Uh, I watched when you were watching games, it looked like he was trying to play hero ball, and he was just running around in the backfield trying to make a play, and then he gets sacked, and it's a giant loss, and then they're punting, and the entire field is flipping. I don't like it from an NFL standpoint. I don't like it from a fantasy standpoint. I'm just out. I'm out. I feel it. Like, who knows? If they had a, a better wide receiver core, if they have a, a better O-line, like, who, who knows? But the fact of the matter is, is they, they don't. Um, and they, I don't have the confidence for them to remedy that in, in a meaningful way. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty much right there with you, you know, the difference between 8 and 10. Um, pretty much like yeah pretty much right there with you i i did make some like i actually made some trades for fields but i made two different trades for fields this year and one of them i used fields to flip for kyler um and the other one uh i actually which is funny i sold kyler for fields but i also got two like probably top five 23 firsts uh and hunter renfro on top and so that was just like a value game for me like getting those first was just chef's kiss so um yeah but I'm, I'm pretty much right there in agreement with you i think there's just not a lot to hope for with justin fields unfortunately yep and then the spicy one that Corey was alluding to that is number 11 we were only supposed to do 10 um but this is like 
my wild card of all wild cards that could just absolutely blow up this year's draft cycle uh, is Anthony Richardson, the the Florida quarterback. Um, I think that there is a solid possibility that he could pull a Cam Newton. Ooh, that he could. <laughs> He could be that guy. So for, for those of you that, that don't remember, Cam Newton went to Florida coming out of college or coming out of high school, and he ended up transferring to Auburn his final year. And at Auburn, he had a 66% completion percentage. He went for 2,800 passing yards at 10.2 yards per attempt. He had... Uh, 1,473 rushing yards on 264 attempts at an average of 5.6 yards per carry and 20 rushing touchdowns. 6'4", 236. Yes. And and he runs like a DB. Okay. All right, you're starting to get me into it. So... Yeah, Anthony Richardson, like, if you just want to YouTube scout him, like, just go to YouTube highlights, and you will see him pulling away from college safeties. Like, watching watching him run is just a thing of beauty. Like, there is a reason why him and Emory Jones were splitting staps last year. Emory Jones Mm -hmm. was the established starter in Florida. Um, You know, he had a questionably better passing ability um, and then Anthony Richardson also got hurt last year. Um, so he missed some time with that. But if you pull up uh, Anthony Richardson's stats last year and just look at his rushing, in seven games, he had 51 attempts for 400 yards. Yeah, no, I'm yards per carry. Like, um, if that number yeah. gets knocked down to six yards per carry, like, let's even be, you know, even more conservative, five yards per carry. And he gets yeah. 200 carries. Maybe he will. Maybe he'll only get 150. But if he gets 200 carries, we're talking a thousand yard quarterback. And if he can show that he can actually throw the ball, and he doesn't even have to throw it great. Like you see what Cam Newton did. Cam Newton had that 66% completion percentage, 280 attempts. Like, if Anthony Richardson goes out there and throws 65% completion percentage for 2,500 yards on 250 attempts, like, for Florida, like, getting getting that national exposure. Oh, that's exciting. Like, he, he should blow up the combine. Like, he, at his size, like, oh, my goodness. Can you imagine that RAS score for a quarterback? Oh, six four, two hundred and thirty six pounds. That wow, yeah. Run a 4.5 flat. Wheels up. Goddamn. So, oh, so, yeah. So weird. I actually, I see right here. Uh, uh, I also weirdly enough have an eleven on my list. It seems to be uh, Anthony Richardson. So interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, that funny. Got in there. But yeah, so he he's an absolute wild card. Um, much like Cam Newton, he really hasn't done much yet in his college career. Mm-hmm. Um, altogether, he has 66 pass attempts in his two years in college. Um, so take it with a grain of salt. Like I said, like absolute wild card for that, like six, 600 passing yards or something, uh, 556 passing yards. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For a 59% completion percentage. So 
not great. There's a lot that he has to clean up, um, yeah. but pure athleticism, Konami code, like could potentially be there. What do you think about him? What if he just converts to uh, running back, comes in as like a Derrick Henry? No. No? He, he, he won't come in as a running back. Okay. Yeah. From, from interviews and whatnot, he genuinely loves the quarterback position. Yeah, well, let's yeah. let's uh, see what he can do, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch him too. So, I mean, another yeah. guy to keep my eye on. Florida football, more SEC football, right there. Hell like, yeah! Think, think about that. Like realistically, SEC football could have three of the top four quarterbacks in next year's That's, draft. Ah oh, man, yeah, that is the that is something to watch for sure. So, uh, every game is just going to be awesome. Holy hell. All right. Or, or Anthony Richardson could crash and burn, and he could just not know how to throw a football. Also Possibly. fun to see. Possible. I, yeah. I want to mention that I really like here. I, I'm just checking out the player profiler on Anthony Richardson. I know they don't have, like, complete data, but his age is zero. So that's <laughs> so he's really young. Like, when he comes out, he's only going to be, like, one year old. Like, you got 40 years of him or something. Oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, okay. Well, how about we go ahead and wrap this up then? Um, thinking of just like, like a bold QB take from our list or something. Um, I don't know if you have anything off off the cuff. Um, I got one that's pretty spicy. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when I'm looking at my list here, and I'm looking at guys that are like in the bottom five that could that could end up being the one i think it's davis mills hmm. and i think there's a non-zero chance that he could be the most valuable quarterback on this list in fantasy this year hmm. i'll plant my flag on it bold spicy take okay uh i'm gonna have the one one that I haven't really talked a ton about yet, uh, Devin Leary out of North Carolina State ends up somehow okay. sneaking in to be a first-round quarterback. Oh, where do you want to see him go? Yeah, I don't know. Just be a back-end first-round pick. Go to mm-hmm. a competitive team that is just thinking a year ahead, probably. Green Bay? Not again. <laughs> That's the show. That's the show. Yeah. Well, thank you, man. That was awesome again. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, as always. Yeah, I really... Eric needs to at least put his picks in here, man, so that we can... I, I wanted to roast him. That's why I texted him. I was like, dude, yeah. like, at least put, like, take the time, like, you know, give us that, like, 30 minutes. Like, I don't even care, dude. Like, if, if they're not great, all right, you have an excuse. I mean, it's so easy. Just put Justin Fields 10 times and you're done. Oh, my gosh. 